0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to KGM Studio. It's such an honor to be here again. And today I have a special guest. What a phenomenal, amazing woman of God, woman of faith she is. And she just has this powerful, she's like a powerhouse with so much love and a gift, so many gifts from the Lord. As, um, some of she's been to so many trainings, um, as well, been part of the school of ministry in Bethel. Heidi Baker's um, school, as well as Randy Clark's healing ministry. It's just so phenomenal to hear from this amazing woman of God. So, Deborah, are you on the call with us today?
1: Yes, I am.
0: (laughs) Such a pleasure to have you. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm so happy
0: to be here. Oh, praise the Lord. So, you know, I'm just going to quickly just dive in and just ask you a few questions. Um, What was your life like before you knew Jesus? Wow. Well,
1: I it was completely different. I was not raised in a Christian home, and it was actually a, a very kind of chaotic household. My parents were just really young, and they were partiers, and they were, um, you know, just, yeah, definitely, I like to say heathen. They were heathens. And they know I say that now. They just, I I just think it's fun to say that word, heathen. They were just a bunch of heathens, and they raised us, like, in worldly, in worldly things. Um, So I didn't feel super, like, important Mm -hmm. because they were kind of caught up into their own drama. And they didn't really emphasize, like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or, you know, they just didn't you know, bless their hearts. They're amazing now and they are saved and it's beautiful and their marriage is still together. And so it's miraculous what God has done. Um, But back then, you know, they were just, they weren't really present with us um, kids.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. That's funny. You said the heathens.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I love that word
0: is fun it's fun to say it is fun and so moving forward like um, how did you find Jesus in your life
1: so I um, I got let's see how can I where should I start yeah so I did not find him until I was 28 28 years old and my parents said when we were growing up my brothers and sisters like if anyone tries to tell you about Jesus don't listen to them because they're weirdos. You know, like those, especially those born again people, like just don't listen to them. It's not true. So I never actually really heard the gospel. And isn't that crazy to, to not hear really the full gospel till you're 28. Um, and so I, um, I got, I fell in love and I had like my first love and it was very romantic, like, a, you know, a fan, a storybook. You know, fairy tale kind of thing, and then we got married, and slowly things started just falling apart because we both didn't have like good, um, I don't know, like a good healthy upbringing. We didn't have good communication tools, or we didn't have good self esteem, like all of those things that you would need to have a healthy relationship. And things started falling apart, and my husband didn't want to do counseling, and I started going out with my friend didn't really know how to handle it. And, um, so like I was just getting into trouble, going to bars and getting attention, you know, from men at these places where I wasn't getting attention at home from my husband. And I just fell into this, like this trap, like into this, this pit of drinking and, you know, just So eventually, as you can see where this is going, my marriage just blew up only after three years. And I found myself just going, how did all this happen? And how did this happen to me? Who have I become? I do not even recognize myself. Like, now I'm addicted to alcohol. I'm like a bar fly. I'm just like, I've like ruined my marriage. Um, And if God, if you are real, would you Please reveal yourself to me? Would you please show me? Because I've made my life like a big mess, doing it my way, and I need your help. And I was lying on the ground, like, I mean, on my carpet in my apartment, and I saw a Bible. And the Bible, I didn't even know I had one, but I picked it up, and I didn't know anything about the Bible, where to go, and Holy Spirit literally led me to Romans 10.9. And Uh, Knowing nothing about God, I just read that right where he led me. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that Jesus has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And right there, I just thought that's a no brainer. Like the Holy Spirit gave me complete understanding of what that was. And I said, yes, yes, of course. I, Lord, I just receive you. I call you. I call you Lord. I confess that you are Lord, that you are Jesus. And and I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And I just um, want you to save me. And it was that simple. I felt like this wave of like cleansing water just went over me. And I felt completely cleaned. Like all the shame and all the sin was just like, washed off and I had this amazing peace that I'd never felt before and I was like ecstatic I was like this is amazing like God is real and I slept like a baby that night and when I woke up in the morning I was a complete different person I just had all this love in my heart because I was quite you know self-centered and and I didn't really even have good self-esteem and but it was just like I felt God's love for me and I felt love for other people like right there. It was so different. It was like amazing. I just went out and looked for a church to tell somebody. And I drove around to a, to find a church. And then I walked in and said, may I talk to... Um, And even know what to call the person, like, I don't know, someone I can talk to about Jesus, a pastor or a priest or whatever. And they said, oh, yes, we have a pastor that can talk to you. And I explained my situation. They said, you just got saved. Welcome to the family. And I was like, well, hallelujah, I feel amazing. And, yes, I want to get involved, learn more about Jesus. And I shortly got into mission, uh, not missions, but um children's ministry, like right when I got saved, I lo- I've always loved children. And then I wanted to work with the kids. And then so that, yeah. Anyway, I thought it was probably a really long answer.
0: That's okay. <laughs> that I'm just ecstatic myself. Like, usually people will lead you to God's, you know, that confession and that, um just that verse. But you, you didn't have to have anybody there. The spirit of God was already there. And who knows how that Bible got there. But I don't really. <laughs> wow. I that is a, an amazing testimony. I have to share with people as well. So um, now that you are involved, um, I know you mentioned you went to the school of ministry in Bethel. So did you end up serving there as well? And um, is, yeah, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I really wanted to go to that school because, um, like, when I read the Bible and it says, like, Jesus commissioned us to go out and, like, lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, all that, share the gospel. Um, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. But there was nobody, nobody that I met at the churches that were actually really doing it and, you know, doing the miracles and stuff. And I just kept dreaming about it. Like, Lord, where are those people? And I kept searching, and then I heard about that school, Supernatural School of Ministry. And this is what they're doing. They're going around giving words of knowledge to people, doing signs, wonders, and miracles for people, demonstrating the power of God, healing the sick, and saying, do you want to know who healed you? Um, That's Jesus. And it's just like, yes, that's what I've been looking for. So I came to that school. It was wonderful. I went for Two years, and um, we just got to sit under teachings of Bill Johnson, Chris Ballatin, Heidi Baker, Randy Clark, just Shay on all these amazing people that come and visit and pour into us. And it was just lots of impartation that we received and lots of amazing worship Bethel, if you ever get a chance to go to Bethel Church, their worship is best, and the, the church is so fun. So, yeah, that's when, then we went on a missions trip, and my first trip was to
0: the Philippines. Wow.
1: Yeah, my first mission trip.
0: So how was that? Like, what was the experience like?
1: Incredible. Like, they said, um, all the students got to choose where they wanted to go, and I just said, Lord, would you show me where you want me to go? I can go anywhere in the world. And um, I heard Philippines, and that wasn't even on my mind. Like, I was like, Philippines? Really? Wow. Okay, Lord, then I, I'm i going to start praying for the people and getting ready to go and give me a love for those people, because it wasn't really on my grid. I wasn't even thinking about the Philippines, and I kind of had a heart for Africa um, definitely was thinking that, but he said Philippines, but when I went, oh my goodness, I fell in love with the people, and this um, this was like, let's see, seven years ago that I got to go, my first trip, and then I went back because I fell in love with the people, but the youth, they are absolutely on fire, and they're so pure, and they're so sold out and creative, and they just, wow. It's really exciting, and I've been to different places and countries since then, and I don't think I've ever seen so much, like, passion. Um, I don't know, a real purity and openness and hunger for the Lord. Uh, we're
0: just diving in. I can't wait to see that. I was actually invited to go to the Philippines next year. And I was born in the Philippines, um, but moved here in California. So, oh, my goodness, I just can't wait to see what God is going to do. So, yeah, I'm so excited for this coming 2023. And so what have you been doing now since then?
1: Um, Well, mostly, like I was traveling a lot before COVID. I was, you know, going to Brazil, um, Africa, Israel, Tijuana, just the poorest, really the poorest of the poor places is where I have a heart to share the gospel with people and, and bring, you know, bring food and, and gifts and yeah, just going to the poor of the poor, like people that live in the garbage dumps is one of my favorite places to go. And in the meantime, like I'm usually just like worshiping the Lord or just whatever opportunities that he has for me. I am a sent one. I'm waiting to be sent. And he knows that. But I'm also like Mary of Bethany, who sat at Jesus's feet. So I'm very content to be with him. And um, because like Going, going, going can be really exhilarating. I mean, you see the miracles. You see people getting saved. It is so, so exciting. And you can get addicted to it. Um, but Jesus always, like, I always know that he wants to be our first love. And when I I was sharing with you earlier about the Mary and Martha, I feel like Jesus really, in that story in Luke 10, He really set the record straight about the priorities there of what pleases him because he was invited over to Mary and Martha and Lazarus house. Martha was preparing this feast and Mary was sitting at Jesus feet, hanging on his every word and listening to him. And Martha was like, Jesus, would you tell my sister to help me? She's making me do all this work on my own. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are, you are worried and distracted about many things, but Mary has chosen the better thing to sit at my feet and listen. So it's just like, that's what Jesus wants, even more than us serving him and going out and sharing the gospel. He, he wants us to have him in the first place of our heart and to, you know, spend time with him. And and so it's 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 those two jug, juggling those two, and I'm so thankful and absolutely love to be able to do both of them. But he will always be my first love.
0: Wow, amen to that. I I'm so there with you when we can just be at his feet, just be undone when he gives us so many downloads and revelations. And I just love hearing that story of when you were sharing it with me earlier, I'm like, wow, like Deborah needs to write a book. She needs to do her own podcast. <laughs> and you have so many things to offer because you took that time with Jesus. And now that you've been um, people, Jesus have poured into you. I feel like this is a season where God is going to use you to pour out to his people. And what an amazing, phenomenal time that is because it's time. This is like the kingdom age where God is saying, "I'm sending you out. It's now time." And so, just one of the things that I always ask some of my um my friends on the on this podcast like, "What's one thing that you want to um impart or share with the listeners on this call?" Hmm.
1: That's a really good question because, you know, like I was telling you earlier, I have so much in my heart, but I think the really most important thing is to always be keeping him first and to be aware of his presence moment by moment because he's with us. His eyes are always upon us. And in Psalm 139, it says that he has more thoughts than us, about us, than all the sand in the whole world. Can you imagine like all the beaches in the world and all those little, all the sand, his thoughts are more than that towards us. Like he's able to, he's just waiting for us to look at him, you know, and just one glance from us makes his day. It's just crazy. Um, but we can easily just kind of, you know, walk right past him. But but to keep him in every, asking the Lord that to give you an awareness of him in every moment. Because we are one with him. We really are one with him. We are his bride. And he gave his life for us. He paid for us with a really high cost, with his precious blood and all the torture and sacrifice that he went through for us to be his. And he's in love with us. And so he wants us to, yeah, be in love with him too. And yes, it's super fun to go out and lead others to the Lord. And it's also super fun to get together with your friends and um, worship the Lord together and pray together. God wants us to do that. He says that the fullness of Christ is in the body. So he's like, if you guys... You don't have it all together by yourself. You really need each other. So I want you to not forsake meeting together. Um, So, yeah, see how I can't narrow it down to one? I was telling you. These are just like the things that he wants. But I'd say first and foremost, I'd like to impart that first love experience with Jesus, like to have that passion be sparked for you guys.
0: so that you're in love with him again. Wow. You said all that in just a great amount of time. I'm just like gems, nuggets, so many things. And I'm so thankful that you were able to say yes and amen on this podcast. assist <laughs> I didn't know that there were people that asked you to get on, but I'm just so thankful and grateful to have you. So, um, you know, um, and I know soon you'll be writing your book as well as having your own podcast <laughs> to share. I just see it already in the spirit because of how God has poured into you. And um now it's saying, I just feel like he's saying, it's time, my daughter, now pour out to my people. So thank you so much for um just... <sighs> just being a part of this with KGM studio and thank you for just blessing the people on this. um, Who's listening in. Oh,
1: you're so welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Well guys, thank you so much for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.